We are looking at Brian Manning's Tucker Box. It's got a frying pan, a billy, underneath is a kettle. There's a variety of cutlery implements, including some which have been customised, I think. You've got your tea strainer, you've got your mugs, and also Tupperware. <laughs> Brenda Croft is a senior curator at the National Museum of Australia, where this large, sturdy, metal, trunk-like tucker box has gone on display. It was used by trade unionist, wharfie and Indigenous rights campaigner Brian Manning on his frequent trips out bush, including the gruelling treks from Darwin to deliver supplies to the Gurindji people who walked off Wavehill Station in 1966. He was an amazing man. He was born in 1932, died at the end of 2013, and was a lifelong, I guess, civil rights activist, a lifelong Communist Party member. He helped establish the Northern Territory Council for Aboriginal Rights in 1961 with George and Moira Gibbs. was named NT Person of the Year some time back, but known probably best for his association with supporting the strikers of the Wave Hill Walk-Off. Brian Manning made at least 15 trips to Wave Hill, with the tucker box bouncing on the back of his Bedford truck. The truck will also go on display at the museum at the end of 2017. Well, he worked very closely with the two men who are pictured here in the image with the truck that Brian actually took and that was their first trip out to Wave Hill once they'd heard that 200 plus Gurindji and Associated Community members had walked off Wave Hill Station. So these guys were all members of um, NT Council of Ab Aboriginal Rights. On the left we see Dexter Daniels and on the right Robert Tudawali. He played Marbuck in Jeddah, so he was much more than just that. They were both um, very strong advocates in looking for, um, well at the time it was equal, equal pay, but it segued into the idea of land rights up there in the Territory. And they had been campaigning for a while before the strike because they took information out to a lot of the stations and Dexter in particular speaking to people on the stations about what their rights were and what was happening to them out there, which caused a lot of unrest, as you would imagine. And so once they had heard that everybody walked off the station, they knew that they wouldn't have access to food and other things like that. And so the three of them got the truck together and took down supplies and I think he ended up making... Brian made about 15 trips all up over a number of years and of course the tucker box was a you know, really important part of that travel. Wave Hill Station is about 600 kilometres south of Darwin. Curator Brenda Croft says that 50 years ago it was a hell of a trip. Because it was an unsealed road, very rough, very corrugated. They went out in August so it's dry, it wasn't wet, you couldn't, you couldn't travel that when it was wet, it was impassable but um, they could only go at a high speed of 40 miles an hour just because of the state of the road and because they had 44 gallon drums with fuel on the back of the truck and food they could go, had to go slow as well because if the truck flipped that was it and it took two days and he said by the time I got to the other end my nerves were shot and um, they would just camp along the side of the road at night and when they got there they camped with the strikers down at Victoria River. 
It's such a solid box, isn't it? Tell us more about the actual box. Well, it's a metal box. It's a good size. And it would be heavy, so we've oh. got the handles on the side yep. to lift yep. it. And it would have to be able to withstand being on the, the back of a vehicle that's going over rough roads. It would have to be weatherproof, as much as it could be. It would have to be able to keep out insects and animals. And I mean, like when you go out to those places, food doesn't keep very long. So you, you eat what you can catch. And you'd have your staples like, or you'd make bread as you were going, you'd make damper. There's no kind of refrigeration, obviously, on the back of that old thing. So you just kind of took what your staples were, your tea, your sugar, your flour, biscuits, whatever else you needed, and you'd take as much as you could. And I mean, in a way, it's a bit like that still when you go out to Wave Hill, you stop in Catherine and do your supplies before you go out. Why do you think this tucker box is so symbolic? Why is it here in its own cabinet? Well, the Bedford truck that Brian owned and drove out to Wave Hill over a a number of years is now part of the collection. But when conservators from the museum went up to Darwin after lots of discussion, because it was a very long process to get the truck into the collection, they went up to collect the truck. They met with Kerry Gibbs, who was one of the executives of Brian's estate and was responsible for the truck. He was the, the caretaker of the truck. And with Brian's children... Brian Jr. and Louisa and um, Nathan Farrow from here met with Brian and also you know did a lot of discussion with the people out at the Motor Museum in Parap and got to talking and Brian Jr. said or young Brian this is as he's often called I've got to give you dad's tucker box you have to have that as well if you're taking the truck and people often don't understand they think things have to be really pristine when they come into museums or they have to be fixed up to as they were but often you lose the journey that that object took to get here and I love the fact that this looks like it's had a tough life this isn't your nice neat esky or you know, it's, it's got stickers on one side. The patina on it is beautiful. It's rusted. Um, the objects inside have obviously been used, like well used, and have had that exposure to the heat and dust and the monsoonal elements up there as well. And, and now it's here like an amazing display. Mm-hmm.